Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, and we start with local news. In November of 2020, human remains were discovered in a wooded area off of Hood Road in rural Murray County. The remains were collected and sent to the medical examiner's office. No cause of death could be determined. However, forensic anthropologists were able to give investigators a potential timeline and profile of the Jane Doe. Murray County investigators were able to rule out reported missing females from across the state. In November of 2021, the sheriff's office began working with a private lab in Texas to obtain a DNA sample for genealogy processing. In November of 2022, information was received listing possible ancestors several generations back for the Jane Doe. Using that information, the sheriff's office was able to make contact with living descendants and began to construct a family tree. In January of 2023, with the help of local genetic genealogist Gina Rather, a potential identification of the Jane Doe was made. After locating a nearest relative and collecting DNA, a sample was sent to the lab for comparison. And on January 26th, confirmation was received positively identifying the Jane Doe as Amanda Newcomb. The sheriff's office is asking anyone with information or who had contact with or knew of any associates of Amanda Newcomb between February of 2018 and early 2020 to please contact the Murray County Sheriff's Office at 931-388-5151. Columbia State Community College has been selected for a partnership grant with General Motors through the American Association of Community Colleges, or AACC, to support the Advanced Manufacturing Credentialing Program. I think this is a wonderful opportunity for Columbia State to increase our partnerships with General Motors, said Dr. Janet F. Smith, Columbia State President. It's looking forward to identifying the training needs and programs for a changing manufacturing industry. We're excited to work alongside of GM and to be one of the seven community colleges nationally selected to participate, she said. The partnership includes seven other community colleges across the country that will share the best practices for integrating advanced manufacturing credentials. General Motors Corporate Giving is donating a $600,000 grant to the American Association of Community Colleges, who will then administer $40,000 each to the colleges involved. We're innovating forward, and I think it's a really good opportunity for us to have this partnership, said Anton Busatil, General Director of Operations, Revenue Growth, and Efficiency-Focused Leadership at General Motors. This grant allows the American Association of Community Colleges to study and share best practices on manufacturing nationwide. I'm very excited for the opportunity to strengthen this partnership as we move forward, he said. Colleges receiving the grant will participate in an initial study to launch students into a higher skill set, bringing elevated wage opportunities. AACC will provide technical assistance as well as develop collateral for the colleges to offer thorough programs to elevate skills training for advanced manufacturing. Our community colleges are the key link between students and meaningful career paths, said Walter Bumpus, AACC president and CEO. Working with respected leaders in the manufacturing industry, such as General Motors, will allow us to ensure that there is a solid bridge between skills education and the skills needed to succeed in today's modern manufacturing facilities, he said. 
Yesterday, a ribbon cutting was held for Noir Nail Bar, a new spa in Spring Hill. WKOM WKRM's Del Kennedy stopped by their grand opening to see what this business had to offer. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am in Spring Hill. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for the New Orleans Nail Bar. It looks like it's a place where women can get their nails done, they can get their hair done, all sorts of fun things done. But I'm speaking with Tracy June, who's the owner. Good afternoon, Tracy. Yes. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Tracy, and uh, I'm so excited to be new in this community. And uh, welcome to Northern Nail Bar. Okay. Congratulations on this grand opening and ribbon cutting. All right, and now I'm speaking also with Mangali Mignola. Mangali, tell me what you do here at Noir Nail Bar. Well, I'm one of the employees here. I've been here a while, and so it's nice having Tracy and her husband in. They're changing everything up. We've got all new tables and chairs, and everything is renovated and looks really nice in here. Indeed it does. Looking around, it's bright, cheerful, and I've never seen as many different colors of polish before in my life. Uh, Now, Mangali, tell us what you do all for here. So we have all sorts of pedicures. We have from, you know, something quick, if you come in on your lunch break, to something very, very relaxing if you've got an hour to stay. We also do nails, all sorts of nails, you know. just It's a relaxing time in here. Come get a massage. We have wine and drinks, and so it's a good time in here always. Awesome. All right. Now, for more information, where do people go? So we do have a website, and we have a Facebook and Instagram and, I believe, a TikTok. We're at 2092 Wall Street here in Spring Hill, and you can go on that website, and it has our services, and you can also make appointments online. Awesome. What are your days and hours? We are open from Monday to Saturday from 930 to 7. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm in Spring Hill. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Noir Nail Bar. I'm speaking with the owner, Tracy, and Mangali, who works here. They're here to help you out, folks. Ladies, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. The University of Tennessee Lady Volunteers triumphed over the Austin P. State University Lady Governors in the 8th Annual Softball Mid-State Classic at Ridley Sportsplex in Columbia last week. Without a cloud in the sky and chilly temps, a crowd of about 3,000 watched the home team, or Lady Vols, grab their eighth consecutive win over the visiting team at the annual tournament that precedes the regular Southeastern Conference season schedule. It gets better every year, Columbia City Manager Tony Massey said. Massey has been organizing the game schedule each year since 2014, with UT Lady Vols being the home team each year. The city hosts the Lady Vols, providing the team with lodging and meals during their stay. This is a great opportunity for local residents and visitors to see UT play. It's a nationally known brand, and we have lots of alumni in the area, he said. Hundreds of youth girls softball players and fans from around the southern middle and middle Tennessee region awaited the chance to get an autograph from their favorite collegiate players after the game. One of the neatest things is watching all the young softball players and teams show up to watch college athletes play. Massey said, this might be the only time they get to see a collegiate game. These players are heroes to them, he said. Columbia Central High School played an introductory game earlier in the day, followed by Columbia State Community College facing off against Motlow State Community College. Massey also said the Classic allows collegiate teams and visitors in the crowd to enjoy what Columbia has to offer, such as restaurants and entertainment, as well as stays in nearby hotels. 
Tennessee elite softball team members Brinley Carlton, Shayla Anist, and Briley Refrano, all eight, enjoyed the game, while also getting their game day mid-state classic posters signed by all the team members of the Lady Vols and Lady Governors. UT fan Jimmy Duggar watched the game decked out in his alma mater's colors, an orange blazer and baseball cap to show his support. I am honored to have our Lady Vols come to our town. We are so blessed and privileged to see this game every year. I'm looking forward to them coming back again next year, Duggar said. The Columbia Fire and Rescue announced two promotions. Deja Dixon and Riley Luke have been promoted to driver engineer. Driver engineer Deja Dixon has been with CFR going on four years. She always goes above and beyond to complete any task assigned to her and does so with a great attitude. She's a hard worker and sets a great example for all to follow. Driver engineer Riley Luke has been with CFR nearly five years. Riley does an excellent job of motivating those around him to work hard and do their best. He's a great team member and leader within the department, the press release stated. Columbia's Cody Smith reached a 15-year milestone when he participated in the 2023 Yingling Shamrock Marathon in Virginia Beach, Virginia on Saturday, March 18th. This is the 15th year that Cody and his family took the long trek from Columbia to attend the event. The Smith family has been participating in the Shamrock Marathon and the Operation Smile Final Mile since Cody was an infant with a newly treated cleft condition. Each year, the family sets a fundraising goal of $3,500, but after exceeding their goal in 2022, the Smiths have set their sights on raising $3,600 this year. Operation Smile sponsors the Shamrock Marathon's Final Mile, a culmination of an ongoing walking and running program for elementary school children, which promotes lifelong fitness. The children participating in the run or walk a total of 25.2 miles in the weeks leading up to the marathon, they run the final mile of the marathon during the weekend of the race. Many children also raise money for Operation Smile, learning at an early age the value of giving to others. Cody has had the opportunity to be Grand Marshal for the final mile each year since the second year he participated in the race. Since Cody is now 15 and has aged out of the final mile, the Smith family has recruited his little brother Luke to carry on the tradition. This year, Cody ran in the Shamrock 8K and joined Luke at the front of the final mile run. Each year, we travel to Virginia Beach and get the opportunity to reunite with friends and family for this great cause, said Jamie Smith, Cody's mother. The friends we make with this organization become lifelong friends. As a parent, it is special to see your child take a condition that he did not ask for and use it for good. No one knows what these children go through, and it is special to watch these unique kids help others by just being present and telling their stories, she said. In addition to participating in the Operation Smile Final Mile, Cody is also involved with other initiatives that help him connect to other kids with cleft conditions. I have been working with Operation Smile since I was one, and now I am 15 years old, Cody said. Every year I raise money for kids all around the world who have cleft lip and palate like me, we have raised over $50,000 since we started. Last year, I participated in the International Student Leadership Conference in Miami, Florida, and I also participate in monthly Cleft Connect calls, he said. Cleft Connect is a monthly online meeting for students living with treated cleft conditions worldwide. Through this platform, kids just like Cody get to bond over shared experiences, offer advice, and even develop lasting friendships. 
Through the calls, I get to connect with other people who have somewhat of the same condition as me, Cody said. I feel welcomed in the call because I know I am one of them, he said. For the Smith family, Operation Smile has been a warm and welcoming respite from life's challenges, and they are willing to travel far and wide to support the organization. Nashville does not have the footprint that Virginia Beach has with Operation Smile, Jamie said. We would travel anywhere to share this great cause. The McGee family does not know what their organization has done for our lives. We are forever changed and grateful. We look forward to many more years with Operation Smile and hope to travel the world with this organization, she said. More information on the Yingling Shamrock Marathon Final Mile can be found at www.studentprograms.operationsmile.org. Determining how a town will look over the next decade is often decided through input from citizens, what they wish to see accomplished, and what would provide the most benefit. The City of Columbia is seeking citizen input as part of an upcoming Connect Columbia Comprehensive Plan meeting, which will run from 5.30 to 7.30 on Tuesday tonight at Fairview Recreation Center, located at Fairview Park at 871 Iron Bridge Road. Kevin McCarthy of Development Services said this will be a great opportunity for citizens to share their ideas directly with city staff. Some ideas could include development like roadway projects and other infrastructure, parks and greenway space, and other amenities to be included in the city's long-term Connect Columbia comprehensive plan. It'll be an open-house-style event where people can come and go, and there will be three interacting stations where they can give us updates on our comprehensive plan, McCarthy said. It's a basic general overview that guides all of our month-to-month planning decisions. So if you want to give input for how the city is going to look over the next 5 to 20 years, this is a good opportunity to speak into that process, he said. McCarthy added that the meeting is also a chance to tackle development issues before they reach the approval process at the planning commission or city council level. A lot of people will come out to speak about a piece of property that's already being developed under the standards that are now in place, McCarthy said. People will take an interest then, but when they come to speak, there's not a lot that can be done at that point, as long as someone complies with our standards. With this meeting, it's about looking ahead 20 years from now and how the standards will be updated to reflect that vision, he said. Columbia State Community College will host former Congressman Bob Clement for a special presentation on March 30th at 4 p.m., Like his father, Congressman Bob Clement has enjoyed a remarkable life and career in public service, said Dr. Barry Gidcombe, Columbia State Professor of History. Because it was Governor Clement and his Commission of Education, J. Commissioner of Education, J. Howard Worf, who created the community college system in Tennessee, we thought it fitting to invite the congressman to speak at Tennessee's first community college and in Columbia State's building named for Governor Clement, he said. The presentation is an opportunity for the community to visit with and listen to the former congressman, who has a unique connection to Columbia State. We're looking forward to hearing what Congressman Clement has to say about his life and career and the legacy of his father, Gidcombe said. The presentation is free and open to the public. It will take place on March 30th at 4 p.m. in the Ledbetter Auditorium located in the Clement Building on the Columbia campus.
The excitement is building as we are less than two weeks away from Mule Day, the annual celebration and time-honored tradition held in Colombia the first weekend of April. This year's family-friendly event, set for March 30th through April 2nd, promises to be one of the biggest and best yet, with a lineup of activities sure to excite visitors of all ages. The highlight of the festivities is the world-famous Mule Day Parade, which will be happening on Saturday, April 1st, led by this year's Grand Marshal, Mike Wolf. Mike Wolf is an expert forager of American history who created and stars on History Channel's American Pickers. He has a real heart for preservation and a passion for the beauty and stories behind forgotten objects and places. Columbia, Tennessee earned the title of Mule Capital of the World many years ago. In the days before cars and tractors, people came from miles around to buy, sell, and trade mules in Columbia. Years later, people still gather in Murray County to pay tribute to the long-eared beast of burden, Mule Day began as Breeders' Day in the 1840s, a single-day livestock show and mule market once a year. It evolved into a multi-day festival, and the parade was added in 1934. Mule Day was discontinued during World War II, then the Murray County Bridal and Saddle Club revived it in 1974. Since then, Mule Day has been drawing hundreds of thousands of visitors every year. It'll kick off on Thursday, March 30th at Murray County Park, which will open at 10 a.m., The schedule includes many mule-featured events throughout the day, such as the Mule Pull Competition, where teams of mules and their handlers compete to see which team can pull the heaviest load. Visitors will also enjoy craft vendors, a flea market, special entertainment, and tasty food and drink options. Live bluegrass music takes the stage at 7 p.m. at Central High School, located next to Murray County Park. On Friday, March 31st, the gates open at 10 a.m. with live music on the main stage, an entertaining selection of mule-featured events all day, and a liars contest at 7 p.m. at Central High School. On Saturday, April 1st, the highly anticipated Mule Day Parade gets underway at 11 a.m. in downtown Columbia. Excitement builds for the arrival of the Grand Marshal, this year's honored guest, Mike Wolf, who officially kicks off the parade featuring a colorful procession through the streets of Columbia with hundreds of mules, parade floats, the Mule Day Queen and her court, and more. After the parade, activities move to Murray County Park once again for an afternoon of scheduled activities. Finally, on Sunday, April 2nd, the final day of scheduled events will take place in Murray County Park, such as the Riding Mule Show and the Mini Mule Show, not to mention the family-friendly attractions. Whether you're a longtime fan of Mule Day or a first-time visitor, this year's event promises to be an unforgettable experience. So save the date, gather your family and friends, and head to Columbia, Tennessee for Mule Day 2023. For more information, go online to www.muleday.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Daryl Craig Vinson, 69, a resident of Roswell, Georgia, passed away in Atlanta on Tuesday, March 7th after a short illness. Funeral services will be conducted today, Tuesday, March 21st at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, with Deacon Dan McCulley officiating. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 12 noon until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, 
to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies today with a slight chance of a rain shower. The high will be 57 degrees with winds out of the south-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect showers this evening, becoming a steady rain overnight. The low will be 46 degrees with winds out of the south-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 90%, with rainfall near a quarter of an inch. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee.
The mules are back in town, and you know what that means? The annual Mule Day Auctioneers Championship hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary is back. This is a real live auction with each auctioneer bringing their own unique auction chant to get top dollar from the bidders. The 2023 Mule Day Auctioneers Contest will be held at the United Producers Livestock Barn in Columbia Friday, March 31st at 12 noon. Admission and parking are free. The Columbia Breakfast Rotary partners with the Columbia American Legion Post 19, benefiting the Legion and veterans of Murray County, and the MDAC funds the Columbia Breakfast Rotary's College Scholarship Program, which awards five scholarships to Murray County students each year, as well as one recurring scholarship. So it's not only fun, it's for a good cause. That's Friday, March 31st at noon. Visit MuleDay.com for a complete schedule of Mule Day events. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. A bill to allow very specific exceptions to Tennessee's abortion ban passed a key House committee last week. The legislation would allow doctors to perform an abortion in the case of an ectopic or molar pregnancy, a rare non-cancerous tumor that develops as the result of a non-viable pregnancy, or when a doctor determines it's necessary to prevent the mother's death. Representative Esther Helton Haynes, a Republican from Eastridge, and Senator Richard Riggs, a Republican from Knoxville, are sponsoring the legislation, filed as House Bill 883. After the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last summer, the state banned all abortions. The law doesn't specifically allow doctors to perform the procedures to save the mother's life. Instead, doctors can use saving a mother's life as a defense in court. I believe removing the affirmative defense will protect women. Helton Haynes said to the committee. It's one of several Republican-led bills dealing with Tennessee's law that bans all abortions. Tennessee Right to Life, which opposes all abortion, endorsed different legislation dealing with abortion exceptions. House Bill 778, also sponsored by Helton Haynes and Senator Ken Yeager of Kingston. But Helton Haynes said the amendment to House Bill 883 is the same one Tennessee Right to Life endorsed in the other bill. Representative Bo Mitchell said despite the bill allowing some exceptions, he still opposed it because it doesn't allow for an exception for rape or incest. We should not have a draconian law that harms women, Mitchell said. Dr. Amy Gordon Bono, who practices in Mount Juliet, acknowledged afterward the bill offers a step forward by eliminating the affirmative defense, which would require physicians to defend themselves in court for performing an abortion to save a woman's life. But she still raised concerns about the measure, saying doctors are not going to be able to practice patient-centered care. Questions were raised during debate about when a physician would be able to end a pregnancy to save a woman's life or whether the doctor would have to wait until she nearly bleeds to death or strokes out. Whenever I am making a decision to help a patient, I always want to put my patient first, Bono said, and I need my good faith medical judgment in order to do that, she said. The language in the bill was changed to substitute reasonable judgment for good faith judgment. An amendment approved in February by the House Health Subcommittee, which was replaced Wednesday, provided more clarity for physicians, Bono said. She noted patients will suffer because doctors won't know how far they can let patients go before they're teetering on the brink of death. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Are you looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. A 1990s rock band will be hitting the road this summer, celebrating its most successful album in its anniversary year, and they'll be stopping in Nashville in August. Three Doors Down, the multi-platinum band from Mississippi, will hit amphitheaters across the U.S. They'll be making a Nashville stop at Ascend Amphitheater on August 18th. Artist pre-sale and VIP packages will be available starting today at 10 a.m. The general on-sale for the tour begins at 10 a.m. on Friday, March 24th. Tickets can be purchased at www.ticketmaster.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a